Hello, it's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast, the hit internet podcast, Bunch of Vista. Um, uh, it's the end of the year. We did it. Uh, and nothing nothing bad is happening, and no bad things will happen next year. It's all over. We've put the two, the two bad years behind us, nothing but good years uh, from here on out. Uh, we're taking a little break, um, because that's the, the sort of thing that we do around this time. Uh, we'll, we'll be back recording our regular main and bonus episodes on the 6th next year. Um, but until such time, I'm going to be drinking some beers in a creek with my beautiful horse-sized dog. I have no idea what any of the other guys are going to do because, frankly, I haven't asked. Um, I thought maybe as a little Christmas treat, uh, I'd grab you something we got Something we prepared earlier, um, which is like two weeks ago, Theo and I recorded a little Theo Files episode together. Um, this is our spin-off series where we talk about little facts and little stories to tell each other. And um, they're, they're my favorite to do because I love my Theo very much. Um, have a, a, a wonderful Christmas if you do Christmas. Uh, have, enjoy time off work if you get time off work. Um, and have a, a lovely New Year's. Um, if you observe uh, the calendar, I guess. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks Thanks for a lovely year. Um, if you're one of our P- Patreon supporters, thanks. We appreciate a lot. It's seen that this podcast makes any money, and uh, thanks for sticking with us. Um, and if you're not, hey, thanks for listening. There's like 100 podcasts. I'm glad you chose this one. Um, okay. Come one, come all, and gather round, we'll tell our tales to thee. Of saints and whores and demon cores, of sights for all to see. Come ye all around the fire, and listen all the while. To tales of holes and mystery, we call the Theophiles. We call the Theophiles. Do a little intro, do a little vamping. Oh, you're going to vamp? Yeah, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about vamping, maybe uh, a little bit of riffing. Yeah. But I think most of all, vibing. Yeah, we should vibe if we, we can. We should definitely vibe. I would love to vibe with you. Oh, look, I mean, I think it's hard. It's it's really an opt-out situation with the vibing. Yeah, I'm not opting out. Mm. Me either. Oh, lovely. Oh. It's sort of like the prisoner di- dilemma, but for... Whether or and not al- we're going to vibe, and also we told each other, yeah. So it's so not sort like, of yeah. Okay. Uh, but on that note, hello and welcome. Um, I, of course, am the guard that can only tell the truth. A lot of people have been asking me, "Hey, that door behind you is that the one that leads to uh, freedom, or is that the one that leads to death?" Uh, and I say it's the one that, that's actually the one that leads to freedom, which is pretty cool. Um, and you can trust me, I'm a pretty nice guy. Um, I pay my taxes. I just sort of like, you know, it's a living. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not like all in on the, uh, you know, the the kingdom sort of carceral system and so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, there's only so many so many jobs. There's, uh, um, you know, peasant, guard, uh, surf. There's a lot of people that sort of like in between. A lot of crossover between surf and peasant. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it is it is important to note though uh, that I am the guard that that only tells the truth. Um, and of course, with me here today is the guard that only lies. Oh, uh, he's kind of a nasty I, piece of shit. No, sorry, I'm just going to stop you there. I am actually yeah. the guard that only tells the truth. Well, that doesn't sound right. And we know each other which ones which ones we are, but this is just sort of embarrassing in front of the prisoner because I'm I've the one. I've observed you. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm the one. Well, okay, this is classic, and I can solve this problem by asking you one very simple question. No, well, the prisoner. I mean, it's it's usually traditional that the prisoner asks well, us. Well, I mean, they can wait. Um, do you only tell lies? No, I only tell the truth. Uh, uh, I can see where the confusion comes from Wait, here. Hang on, I can't remember. What's the question you meant to ask to get out of this? <laughs> uh, well, well, I mean, that's for the that's for the prisoner to. I've never really thought that that deeply about it. To one be day, perfect. and I certainly don't question. know the exact correct answer to that. Yeah, they're going to say, "Well, which one of you tells the truth?" Uh, and, we'll both uh, yeah, say and I'd me. say me. Yeah, which and, yeah, one of you just tells lies? That we both say the other person. Him. Yeah. I genuinely can't remember how you meant to solve this one now. I think that's that's not my problem. Yeah. Personally, like, that's above As my the station. Guard who only tells lies, you don't yeah. have to think about this at all. That That's right. My, sorry. Aha! Stepping yeah, one back. there we go. As the guard who's uh, only able to tell the truth, uh, I've got yeah. two roles, is, which is to uh, encompass the entire, like, knowledge of, of human experience, uh, understanding knowledge etc um and tell the truth based on uh simple questions asked to me regarding that yeah uh and two is to sort of just stand here uh in this room with a, well, with a spear yeah i mean the standing is kind of um like a treat that you get to offset the fact that you do have to have some sort of objective knowledge of the entire universe in your case uh, to tell people the negation of that Well, knowledge. it's actually pretty simple for me, like very low stress, because uh, I don't have to think up of lies or anything like that. I just tell the truth. You just but Whereas it, you I just can understand it. that your life mm. and your job, yeah, probably not very fulfilling. Still trying to Being think of what that liar. question is. Yeah, no, I'm the one that tells the truth, and you can tell because <laughs> I'm telling the truth right now. It's very straightforward. I mean, look at his face. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's how you should face. solve that. Which one has an honest face? <laughs> I like the guy on the left. Uh, but no, just in serious though, uh, the way you can tell is the one that has the worst haircut um, because he is obviously getting, he's doing the yeah. other one's hair. Yeah. Whichever yeah. one has the best truths is the liar because he's, he's getting his truths from the truth teller. That's right. Whereas, all right, we worked that one out. Yeah, God, we're so fucking smart, and the that's why we're <laughs> we're doing the Theophiles. Yeah. This is our spin-off podcast. Just that's for me. correct. We are doing the Theophiles. <laughs> yeah, unless we're doing something else. I mean, who I know would you say kind that? of launched straight into doing the Theophiles, and that's kind of given me a little bit to pause because yeah. you being. The one who tells lies. The one who tells lies. Well, that's what the one who tells lies would say. It was surely well, well, this. Hmm. Hmm, we'll see. Did you? Hmm. Okay. 
This is our spin-off podcast where uh, me and my dear friend Theo, we tell each other um, a little interesting curio uh, from the world of art, history, yeah. science, mathematics, mm. yeah. things of that nature. It's a little wet treat that we place inside, just on that little shelf in your outer ear. Yep. You can hear it, like, as, as much as you want. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Theo, would you like to go first? <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the answer to that question, by the way, I think you you have to ask, um, what would if you asked the if you asked that guy, pointing to the other guy, yeah, whether or not he's standing in front of the door to freedom, what would he say? Yeah, I think that's something like it. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Yes. I did look this. I I googled this first, and it was the answer on Stack Overflow, yeah. which which is the place for all human knowledge and, That's and understanding. Such a cesspit. Uh, oh. you, uh, fucking, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not a cesspit if what you're looking for is um, people who have solved yeah. problems on jQuery that yeah. you are like bizarre, fuck. like arcane um, Python statements to copy and paste directly into. Yeah. Your device of work. And then instead of uh, commenting your code to make it easy to understand why you've done that, you just link. You put the link in, yeah, yeah. to Stack yeah. Overflow, yeah. As yeah. A, like, I don't really understand what's going on here, but refer to, this is a known issue. Yeah, refer to a Swedish mm. uh, Stack Exchange power user, Cumpervert, who yeah. has very elegantly solved this problem in three lines of completely unreadable code. He's uh, on the... Um, our statistical language forum on Stack Overflow, giving uh, extremely detailed and intricate answers with references, etc. And he's also over there on the ageofconsent.stackoverflow.com, uh, yeah. kind of just busting a few myths that you might have about, uh, you know, just how mature a 14-year-old is, <laughs> especially never, in the Swedish um, education system. Never ever look at uh, people's Stack Overflow, Stack Exchange post histories. Just take... The programming solution you're yeah. looking for and leave. Yeah. Pretend that you are sort of stepping through a, a hall of potential universes and this answer is coming from one version of that person's potential, uh, you know, of, of many universes that they may occupy. They might be over in, you know, the, the sci-fi um, stack exchange one going, you know, uh, sucked off by cyber penguins, question mark. Mm-hmm. Don't take... Don't check. Don't check. No. You just want to take whatever it is that they've kind of posted in um, in response to the question uh, from six years ago about flex boxes in CSS mm-hmm. and move on with your life. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Fuck. I always, I always have a question to lead mine in. I forgot the right one this time. Oh, I do like those. Mm. No, I haven't got anything. Hey, Ben, let's talk about chiropractic. Oh, Fuck yeah, dog. I would love to. <laughs> so much. And, and I promise you, uh, that's the correct grammatical construct. Chiropractic. I hate that so much. It's we the... need a better noun form. Mm. Of, we should abolish it, but there should be a better chiropractic medicine. It's not medicine. Chiropractic therapy. Not therapy. Sure. Mm. But I think, I think it's nice as it is because it kind of gives you a little hint as to what's going on. Yeah. Because this is the term that kind of goes all the way back to the start of uh, chiropractic, right? 
um, which is what I want to talk about today, right? So, you know, we understand, as hopefully most of our listeners do, it's a complete load of horse shit. Um, it's never been shown to be effective in a clinical trial uh, with possible exception, but only possible exception for back pain, you know, for which you go to a physio anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, started have... going to physios like in the last couple of years of my life. I've never been to one. Man, just treat yourself because it's mostly, there's only like a $30 gap. If you're like feeling fucked up or whatever in your joints or whatever, you could just go, you go straight in there and, um, sorry, my apologies. Wind back. I'm of course a fucking huge idiot. Um, I have, I have private, private healthcare. Private healthcare. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I was about to be very pleasantly surprised. Mm. Uh, instead, I am very, I mean, I'm still having a pleasant I'm time. Nonplussed. Yeah. 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 Um, but basically, you go in there and a small man or woman uh, with <laughs> the elbows of God mm. will just pop every bone in your body in a very scientific way. Holy fuck, that sounds and good. And you walk out feeling like you've been run over by a truck. Uh, driven by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, <laughs> just pure of mind and body, <laughs> wow, <laughs> completely that... emptied of thoughts and soul. That sounds so nice. Yeah, it's good. Go to if you yeah if you ever have the thought entering in your mind going oh I should really see a, a chiropractor about that. Uh, no, just just replace that. Copy you know, Control H. Um, change that to Physio. Go see mm. them. They actually know they've got to do some like science and stuff in uni. Um, they know what they're talking about. Um, but that's not, like I sort of mentioned. That's not going to be the focus of this uh, part of my episode. Um, but like just to define it, chiropractic is the practice of manual therapy, especially manipulation of the spine, other joints, and soft tissue. Um, and historically, there's been this belief that mechanical disorders of the spine affect general health. Right. So, like, if you ask a chiropractor, um, hey, you know. My dick doesn't work so good. Um, I've got a, a wart on the bottom of my foot. Um, my son's not doing so good at maths. Mm-hmm. Like, hop onto the table, bro. Let we'll me just, pop that. We'll pop that right out. We'll realign your C2, yeah. and then that should make your dick work again. Yes. Um, I don't want to, like, misrepresent. There's, there's definitely a spectrum of um, practitioners um, going from the, you know... <laughs> Uh, people who are basically doing the the minimum sanest part, which is you know, quote unquote, realigning um, vertebrae to address back pain, all the way up to people that are like, you know, um, I'll fix your baby's cleft palate. I'm just going to lean on on his back, you know, with my entire weight, yeah, and and pop his. Uh, his cervical spine out of his butthole, and that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna fix the cleft palate as well. But only um, if they can get to it in time. That's right. Um, but yeah, so like I mentioned, though, what I want to do is is talk about where it all came from, and it is some extremely big brain areas. Have you ever dived into this, Ben? No, absolutely not. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> my god. Such a look on your face uh-huh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, every time I come in, like. When we when we're doing one of these theophiles, I'm like, man, fuck! I hope he hasn't somehow picked my exact topic, uh, the the exact thing that's going through my mind specifically f- that I want to talk about. It's a real um, PNP problem. Yeah. Uh, of I can't check no. if it's something it's a- that you already know about because then you'll know about it when while I've checked. 
Yeah. It's a real and if you know anything dilemma. about computer science that that doesn't apply there, go fuck <laughs> yourself. <laughs> if you know anything about anything. <laughs> do, do not write in. Dumbasses um, only. <laughs> but uh, chiropractic is not... Uh, it's not not from the mind of a dumbass. It's actually from a. Uh, it was proposed and preached by a massive rippling brain haver by the name of Daniel David Palmer, or DD for short, uh, mm-hmm. and in 1895. Which, for the purposes of medicine, is a reasonable time ago. For the purposes of general sanity and brain having, is not long enough. Yeah. it's not long enough for, to for what we're what... about to okay. go through. Um, so, um, kick it off with the, with his core belief, right? So, a, a subluxated vertebra, which is, you know, a vertebra that's in the wrong place and it's pushing pressures on nerves. Uh, this is a quote from, from him, my apologies. A subluxated vertebra is the cause of 95% of all diseases. The other 5% is caused by displaced joints other than those of the vertebral column. Sorry, can you give me those numbers again? Uh, 95% of all de- diseases yeah. uh, in your in your backbones. Yeah. The other 5% uh, in your non-backbones. Okay. So, right. to divide the body up into spine and then other joints. Yeah. The meat, etc., all the parts that have water in them, um, they're not important. Basically, if it's wet, he doesn't want to know about it. Right. So, But just to double check here, 95 plus 5%. Yes. Uh, that's a hundred. You're really talking about the sum total of it. Yes, and per centum, I believe, is from the Latin of per hundred. <laughs> so we're at a hundred out of a hundred. Hundred out of a hundred, and of the causes of all diseases. Yeah. If you bring me one hundred diseases, you're going to come away with uh, ninety-five of one answer, and five of a different, very closely related other answer. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um. So, like, he's really going big or going home, right? Um, which I feel like is this guy's motto. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did this practically from the beginning. Um, I don't want to go through his like whole life story, although that is pretty funny as well. Um, what I wanted to do is just go straight to the horse's mouth uh, by way of his backbone and read <laughs> a little from the tome of uh, the tome of chiropractic, which is appropriately entitled. The chiropractor. The book of the dead. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and specifically from its first chapter, right? So, and you'll see why. Um, and this is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to remind us several times through this. This is the foundational tome of chiropractic. This is the Which, thing where it's like laying down the law of the land. Yeah, and it's um, this is a practice that's still used today, still, and it's still very much mostly used today. covered by private healthcare yeah. as well, as that's if right. it's um, if, as if it's some sort of medical treatment. Well, it's alternative, alternative to medicine. That's yes, right. It's alternative to medicine. Yeah. Um. So the first chapter is entitled "The Moral and Religious Duty of a Chiropractor." Mm. Uh, and I swear I'm trying to edit this down. I've tried to edit it down to just the best parts. Um, if you're interested, you can just go and uh, Google um, the chiropractor um, and read the whole thing. Uh, it's, of course, um, public. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've tried to just extract the juiciest parts. Um, and it starts thusly. 
The following has been sharply criticised by a few chiropractors, but not as severely, nor by as many, as was my announcement of the moving of joints by hand. A part of this criticism was based on rival jealousy, the balance <laughs> because of wrong impressions. So I'm going to begin with a quick shout out to the haters and losers. Yeah, a little bit of uh, the catty bitches uh-huh. are trying to get me down. <laughs> um, and I'm going to show them really oh, just just who's uh, who's the insane one here with, uh, you know, all of this, what's coming next. Uh, quote, that which was on account of a lack of information discontinued as soon as the would-be critics were well informed. I have received greater applause at the close of the following lecture for my classes than from any other. Uh, every important chiropractic idea that I have advanced has been bitterly assailed, yet, although somewhat discouraged at times, I have not turned from that which I knew was correct. So just uh, just kicking off with, um, yeah, if you if you disagree with anything I'm saying, you're a dumb bitch. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be so popular if I wasn't right. Plus you're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> um, quote, the Constitution of the United States declares that uh, Congress shall make no law respecting an established religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. You may be asking, uh, why are we talking about religion here? Well... We're going to spend an extremely long time discussing that. Uh, (laughs) The great state of California has granted the same privilege in its medical act by declaring in section 17, quote, nor shall this act be construed so as to discriminate against the practice of religion. Uh, unquote. It was quite mindful and generous of those who framed the California Medical Act to coincide with the Constitution of the United States in not allowing the Medical Act to conflict with the Constitution of the United States nor interfere with the religious duty of chiropractors, a privilege already conferred upon them. It now becomes us as chiropractors to assert our religious rights. Um, there can be no religion without science and philosophy. Chiropractic is a science and an art. The philosophy of chiropractic consists of the reasons given for the principles which compose the science and the movements which have to do with the art. So crystal clear so far. We have to practice the religion uh, of the art of chiropractic, which is a science and an art. And the art is the practice of chiropractic. Yes. Um, Which is an art. Which is an art. And a religion. And a science, but, but not a religion. First, no, as we but <laughs> not a science, but more of a religion and an art. Quote, science is accepted, accumulated knowledge, systematized and formulated with reference to the existence of general facts, the mm. operation of general laws concerning one subject. Chiropractic is the name of a classified, indexed knowledge of successive sense impressions of biology, the science of life, which science I created out of principles which have existed as long as the vertebrata, which is an older kind of word for uh, the vertebrates. So yeah. as, long as, I've, as long as there have been bones, uh, moving them about has been the way to sort out everything. As long as there have been vertebrate animals on this planet, we could have fixed their problems by straightening their spine, sort of, but not really. That's correct. Um, but you may be asking at this point, okay, well, but what is, you know, all of human knowledge, belief, and faith? We seem to be asking about science, etc. So um, I'm glad you asked 
to know that uh, because uh, in this introduction to the clinical manual we're discussing about moving uh, bones around to make people's feet stop hurting, uh, they've got you covered. Oh, good. Uh, so let's dive in. Um, science is the knowledge of knowing. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scientific religion embraces a systematic knowledge of facts which can be verified by conscious cerebration. I believe he's talking about thinking. thinking? <laughs> I believe he's talking about <laughs> warming your brain up to kind of... Hey, buddy, what's you conscious cerebrating about? <laughs> oh, nothing. Oh, nothing. Uh, knowledge is superior to faith and belief. Faith is an inward... So, Okay, so we've got faith, belief, and then knowledge right on top there. Yeah. Capstone. Kicking it all on off. Our, on our beautiful pyramid of smarts. Mm-hmm. Faith is an inward acceptance of some personal act. We believe Thon is trustworthy, therefore we have faith. Faith is a union of belief and trust. Belief is an intellectual process, the acceptance of something as true on other grounds than personal observation and experience. Faith implies trust in a person, so I trust that you are the God that speaks only truth. Hmm. Not no, you, I Ben. Have... I trust that you are the right. God that only lies. But mm. Hypothetically, if you were speaking to a different God and you were on a different shift, yeah. Yes. Um, we may believe in a proposition in which no person is applied or thought of. What? I think he's talking about, like, if you've got a proposition about, like, rocks, perhaps. Yeah. Or time. Yeah. What's some other propositions that don't involve human? So uh, He seems to be defining belief and faith differently, but also just being like, they're just kind of like trust yeah. in a thing. Yeah. For, for no reason. We'll clear all that up. Um, Knowledge is knowing. We know from personal evidence. (laughs) That which may be evidence to you may not be to me. That is so true. That is. Um, Our belief, faith, and knowledge depends on our education. Our education depends upon our environments. Art relates to something to be done. Chiropractic art consists in the aptitude of adjusting displaced vertebrae, of which art I am the originator. That is one paragraph. That is the same through line of thought. So A follows onto B, follows onto C, follows mm-hmm. onto a small drawing of a seahorse, follows yes. onto a tree. What? Follows uh, onto the chiropractic. Art is relates to something to be art done. Art relates to something to be done. Okay. Yeah. Whereas all the rest is just uh, like conscious cerebration. Oh, I, I see the difference if you, there. Yeah. 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 So I think you can basically split uh, thoughts and beliefs and understanding and uh, and actions. So all of the things that we have agency uh, between whether or not we're moving the spine around. So I think I can probably explain this in a handy little mnemonic. Sure. So picture the human hand. Yes. On one finger, you've got belief. On one finger, you've got faith. Yes. Uh, your middle finger represents science. Uh, your forefinger represents art. Your thumb mm-hmm. represents uh, conscious cerebration. And then if you sort of put all of them together, you get the Italian hand gesture. <laughs> and that is chiropractic. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so true. Mm. Um, the practice of chiropractic includes a moral obligation and a religious duty. Um, now, I don't know, are you, have, have you formed any thoughts around where the religion thing is going? I have not. I'm using context clues to believe mm. that it must be uh, some sort of Abrahamic religion, most likely Protestant Christianity. But I'm willing to believe it might be the Baha'i faith. Because that just seems to fit this whole vibe. <laughs> well, the former is definitely where, like, where I think this is going initially. Mm. It's not where it ends. Uh, to okay. comprehend these responsibilities, it is absolutely necessary that the chiropractor should be able to understand and define chiropractic science. He must know not only the basic principle upon which it is founded and the constitutional parts which form its scientific structure, but... Also, the philosophy of the science and art of vertebral adjusting. Um, I, I uh, this is probably the last time I'm going to bring this up, but I love the I love the juxt- continuous like juxtaposition of, um, you know, God is really the combination of uh, the spirit and the sun, um, and etc. And vis a vis the art of moving bones around. Yeah. This is how it applies. Because um, God is the consciousness of the universe interpreting itself, and we are granted some aspect of that through knowledge, I'm just going to twist your little arm there just real quick. Whoop. Now, to absorb and, and digest these all-important and essential ideas and make them part of one's very being requires a close study of the chiropractor's adjuster. I don't, it's, those are like capital case, but I don't really know what that is. Um, Chiropractic deals, yeah, actually, oh, that's true. I think you go in there. Sometimes knees. Um, Chiropractic deals with biology. Mm -hmm. It is the only comprehensive system which answers the time-worn question, quote, what is life? (laughs) I think it's something to do with the spine. It's got something to do with bones. I know that much for sure. Definitely bones are involved. Yeah. Um, Sharks don't have souls. Yeah. Cartilaginous fish. They don't have any... uh, Nothing. No no bones. Yeah. Just joke bones. (laughs) Um, Scientific chiropractors (laughs) have... (laughs) What a classic brag. I'm absolutely going to leave a skeleton behind. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Scientific chiropractors are versed in the principles of chiropractic. They live according to its rules. They philosophize on the art of relieving abnormal conditions by adjusting displaced bones. As educated intelligences, capital E, capital I, oh. uh, yep, yeah, uh-huh, they oh. relieve... They, as, as educated intelligences, they relieve undue pressure on nerves in order that innate capital I, may transmit and receive impulses to and from the various parts of the body in a normal manner. Hey, is your innate uh, transmitting normally? Now, my understanding is that innate is an an adjective. Well, you would understand wrong. Okay, yeah. You fucking idiot. (laughs) I don't have my uh, doctorate in chiropractic. That's because you have to, like, have a formal... You can get a doctorate in chiropractic, by the way, and be called a doctor. Um, But it's not... Let's be very clear. It's not one of the two real kinds of doctors. I can be called a doctor by DJing under the name Dr. Beats. Uh, That certainly doesn't mean you should allow me to treat your body. Yeah. Although... It can't be any worse. 
Let um, Dr. Beats help you out. So, they, as in educated intelligences, capital E, capital I, desire to understand the nature of our physical existence and assign natural causes for both normal and abnormal functions. Uh, as a science, chiropractic explains local and general death to be but the result of law, a step on the road to eternal progression, that any deviation from tone, uh, and they're talking about like spinal tone there, the basis of chiropractic is disease. Can you so far, so good? What was the passage on local and what death? Oh, sorry. No, I thought that was clear. Um, as a science, chiropractic explains local and general death to be the result, to be but the result of law, a step on the road to eternal progression, semicolon, that any deviation from tone, the basis of chiropractic, is disease. Right. Of course. So from A follows B, follows yep. chiropractic. Yeah. From A um, follows B, semicolon, Z. Yeah, and I just want to restate again that this is the introductory chapter to a clinical manual, which also happens to be the foundational text for chiropractic practice that's still ongoing today. Um, you can go into your Google Maps and Google chiropractor, and yep. there'll be a ton of them. And if they're not busy sending racist emails to Olympic mm-hmm. athletes, they will see you. <laughs> which they are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I like to think about the previous text in in, uh, in regards to that, but also the next chapter, uh, the next paragraph. As a philosophy, it is the science of all sciences. It deals with subjective ethical religion, the science which treats of the existence, character, and attributes of God, the all-pervading universal intelligence. Capital U, capital I. Mm. Uh, its possibilities will become unlimited when His laws and our duties, as a segmented, personified portion thereof. Are scientifically understood. It will lessen disease, poverty and crimes, empty our jails, penitentiaries and insane asylums, and assist us to prepare for the existence beyond the transition called death. Uh, it explains why all persons are not equal, mentally or and physically, or, if born alike, why some become inferior or superior to others similarly situated, why certain individuals are not able to express themselves as intelligently as others, why some persons are not mentally and physically alike at all times. So all of that, that's 95% because of your, your backbones and 5% some of your other bones. I, so, and I hate to keep making you backtrack, mm-hmm. but this man loves oh, a run-on sentence. It's my pleasure. Um, the, the phrase portion thereof that he used, what is the context of that? What is it a portion of? Uh, its possibilities will become unlimited when his laws and our duties as a segmented, personified portion thereof. Right, I thought so. Uh, is he a portion thereof? That him of, of God? God? Yeah. Little little chip off the old block, and the old block being uh, the Almighty Creator. Well, we are made in His image, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, but is he suggesting that? Chiropractic is a method by which we could strive for complete communion with God. Yeah, in this life solving and beyond. Crime. Yeah. Yes. That's solving crime and getting rid of low IQ people. Yeah, so he's not actually he's not saying that we should get rid of well, so much as as um cure them. 
He, yeah, he's suggesting they shouldn't exist, and it's only because yeah. the the bones are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you know, concentrated program of visiting, let's say, um, the Midvale School for the um, for the gifted, mm-hmm. and just doing some um, si- spinal adjustments, and then bingo bongo, that guy would use the door correctly. That's that's right. <laughs> um, Chiropractic has pulled aside the curtain of ignorance which obscured the cause of disease. In time, it will lift the veil of superstition which has obstructed our vision of the great beyond. In time, spiritual existence will be known and comprehended as that of the physical world. Well, that sounds Again, very exciting. Bones. Yeah, because of bones. Uh, and I, I swear to God, I'm trying to edit this down. Like, this is... But the first chapter goes for 20 pages. Of this, like just this beautiful, almost ad-libbed I'm, stream of consciousness. I'm almost certain this is exactly what's written on the Dr. Bronner's labels. It's exactly <laughs> this. It also gives me the vibe of that comedian who does the, the Donald Trump uh, impersonations. Yeah. Or the yeah. big man himself, you know. Yes. Um, <laughs> just hmm. beautiful. Yeah. 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 Um, Free association. Yeah. So, but this is the... If you haven't picked a thesis statement out of this yet, I think this is where it becomes a little clearer. Um, It is an educational, scientific, religious system. It associates its practice, belief, and knowledge with that of religion. It imparts instruction relating to both this world and the one to come. Supreme spiritual existence can only be obtained through earthly experience. Chiropractic sheds enlightenment upon physical life and spiritual existence, the latter only being a continuation of the former. So, what he's saying is that chiropractic is the religion. Right. It builds upon the ones that have come before, but because of the knowledge that he has received, uh, which we'll get onto, I think, um, this is the, the religion which will allow us to live to 400 years old um, and then ascend uh, to God where he will be waiting for us um, and we will live um, at his left hand, I think. Yeah. I think you want to be at his right hand, generally. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was where uh, his son was. That's interesting. His right hand uh, man. Interestingly enough, that's what Benjamin means in Hebrew is son of my right hand. It's he who is at my right hand. Oh, that's mm. so nice. Um, which also actually uh, comes back to... Fuck, this is, this is so good. Um, because uh, his son is actually a man, or was a man by the name of B.J. Palmer, which I understand to be Benjamin... Jay Palmer. Um, oh, that, that's quite wonderful. We'll get to we'll get to that as well. Um, uh, but I think we need to we need to focus because it is still about bones. It's also about uh, a new religion <laughs> being formed, uh, a, a cult under one true uh, master, etc. But um, uh, he goes on. Man is a dual entity composed of intelligence and matter, spirit and material, the immortal and mortal, the everlasting and, and the transient. <laughs> that's right. The two humours. Um, <laughs> the manifestation of such an existence is intelligent action. Uh, I thought it was art, but now it's the intelligent action. Um, but I, I'm a stupid fuck who 
does not know about bones. Um, chiropractors, especially, are aiding in this great advancement by adjusting the osseous structure. <laughs> so bones really want to hammer home bones. that we will become unified yeah. with the divine creator of the universe. Yes, th- th- bones. Yeah, we're, and we're. And we and him would like to be specific in that this is no kind of metaphor. Um, we're talking about the calcium that so lives like, you in know your how body. If like uh, you give a friend like a really big bear hug and you do it in the right way, sometimes yeah. you can pop a, do a couple of cracks there in their spine. We know how good you feel after that. Oh my god, it's so good. There's it's like an so involuntary good. giggle that comes with it. It's delightful. Yeah. Uh, that's um, you're actually getting them closer to unity with the Godhead, uh, which is pretty awesome. Well, I mean, a straight spine does bring you closer to God. The higher the hair, the closer to heaven. That's right. That's so true. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that whole sentence again. Oh, we didn't actually finish it. Chiropractors, especially, oh. are, aid- <laughs> are aiding in this. There's a comma at the end of this. Uh, are aiding in this great advancement by the adjust by adjusting the osseous structure, the position of which has to do with determining normal and abnormal tension. For whatever part function is abnormally performed, tonicity is either lacking or excessive. Creative intelligence, capital C, capital I, is prevented from expressing itself normally. Um. So that's cool. So it's moving bones around, but it's also a religion. I think we can all, at this point, go on record by agreeing on that much. <laughs> so, ben? you know, yeah. Um, you, you've read the, the collections of the Ted Chang short stories, right? I haven't. Uh, oh, man, i gotta, I got to do it. Uh, oh, okay. My Next mate time Sam's also on me about that. I'll let you both about it. There's, a sort of, there's one of his stories is about someone who's experiencing a sort of... Um, exponential increase in their intelligence mm-hmm. and like what it means as you approach uh, what is effectively the, the mind of God, right? Which I think okay. in the Ian M. Banks books, he's talking about subliming in a similar sense. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the end of her is also about that as she's getting exponentially more intelligent, blah, blah, blah. And he's suggesting that there is no ceiling to the mind of the human being, it is only being held back by your spine being wobbly. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Um, but we're going to agree then that, that it's about, uh, that's it's bones and it's also a religion. Um, yes. Yeah. Very good. Um, so he goes on, quote, I do not propose to change chiropractic either in its science, art, or philosophy, into a religion. Okay. <laughs> the moral and religious duty of a chiropractor are not syn- synonymous with the science, art, and philosophy of chiropractic. Let's I've, make an extremely tedious point. I here. swear to God, he has said five times in the preceding <laughs> sentences you've read out that you can't extract the moral obligations of the chiropractor from chiropractic. Well, you heard... And so... Yeah, okay. That is why you, you're going to be so wrong about that. Um, because there is a vast difference between a theological religion and a religious duty, between the precepts and practices of religion and that of chiropractic. A person may be a conscientious devotee of any theological creed and yet be a strict, upright, exalted, pr- principled practic- practitioner of chiropractic. <laughs> Cairo religio... Come on, chiropractic religion, the religion of chiropractic and the religious duty, all of those are proper nouns of a chiropractor, are one and the same. 
<laughs> so okay, but we're gonna so we're gonna go into some um, Socratic dialogue here. So to clear to clear this whole thing up, because yeah. Williard Carver DC asks, "Do you believe it wise to denominate chiropractic as a religion?" This question is equal to asking a physician, "Do you believe wise to denominate medicine in brackets not the practice as a religion?" Webster's Dictionary. Latest Good. edition, date 1910, gives near the bottom of page 1801, fifth column, the Latin phrase, religio medici, meaning a physician's religion. Has not a chiropractor as much right to a religion as a practitioner of medicine? Is not chiro religio as consistent and comprehensible as religio medici? I would say A, no. No, I think it's a pretty yeah, straight I up I think as you've that. made clear, in this is like page seven of the manual of uh, moving bones around. I I love that even then they're like, Webster's Dictionary defines the practice of medicine. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Quote, do you believe it wise to denominate chiropractic as a religion? Uh, to denominate is to name, designate, specify, or char- characterize. That's right. Mm-hmm. Wherein have I expressed a desire to rename the science, art, and philosophy of chiropractic? In what sentence have I designated <laughs> chiropractic by any other distinctive title than that by which it is now known? In what paragraph have I specified or characterized chiropractic as a religion? I think it was the one where he was like, it's a, it's a religion. Yeah, uh, the practice of chiropractic includes a moral obligation, a religious duty, uh, it's, it deals with subjective ethical religion. Um, it is an educational, scientific, and religious system. Those ones, I, I would say. Yeah, those seem like the big ones to me. Yeah. The science, art, and philosophy of chiropractic is one thing. The moral and religious duty of a chiropractor is a different proposition. The founder, the fountainhead, the creator, the originator, the developer... The one who named the science, art, and philosophy of vertebral adjusting says emphatically, it is not wise to denominate chiropractic by any other name or title than the one by which it is known the world over. He's talking about himself there, by the way, and that's the way of him saying, I say this. Yeah. But instead of doing that, he says the founder, the fountainhead, the creator, the originator, the developer, the one who named the science, art, and philosophy of vertebral adjusting. Just walking into a shop and being like, hey, uh, the fountainhead would like a cheese and Vegemite scroll. Who? Uh, Oh, me. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, I. I I would like one. Um, And it's extremely funny to me that he refers to himself as basically the messiah while also... Dedicating massive amounts of time wheeling out like bitchy debate points to correct his haters. Yeah, like answering his hate mail. He's a um, he's a grubby messiah. He's not willing. He's not uh he's not afraid yeah. to get down and dirty. Down in the muck. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, F. W. Carlin, D.C. writes me quote: "The religion of chiropractic is absurd." I fully agree with Dr. Carlin. To say or think that the science, the art or philosophy of chiropractic or that chiropractic, the three combined, uh, has a religion is really absurd and ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) He also says, quote, 
All religions are more or less based upon superstition. There is nothing superstitious about chiropractic. Mm. He is right. He is so right. (laughs) He's so so funny. This guy is fucking... The most he, tedious piece of shit in the universe. He seems to be doing like these really <laughs> weird, like syntactic arguments where yeah. he's like, "Yes, oh. there's a religion of chiropractic, but it's not related to the practice chiropractic." Yeah, and if you but thought the that is, you're a huge linked. bitch. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yes, um, there's chiro <clears throat> religio, but also there's the art, science, and philosophy of chiropractic, which is completely separate. And they have nothing so to do with different. each other. Um, the the Lord is not the Holy Spirit is not the Son, but they are, yeah, etc. Um, yeah, and also bones. Um, he is right. All methods of treating diseases, as well as as forms of religion, are based upon superstition. Chiropractic as a science, as an art and the philosophy thereof, also the moral and religious duty of chiropractors are free of superstition. They are based upon the knowledge of principles and facts. So, oh. all doctors up until this point are, are huge dumb bitches, uh, just basically soothsayers reading messages in uh, the guts of the people who are there, who they're butchering, etc. But not yeah. me. I'm the only one you can trust. I'm the only one. I am the, I'm the god that can only only speak <laughs> truth. Um. So, like, it goes on for this for, like, another 10 pages. I, I swear to God. Uh, like, mixing references to spines and nerves alongside implications that if you practice chiropractic for long enough, you turn into the Boltzmann brain from uh, Futurama. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'll close it out. I'll, I'll finish up this chapter uh, instead by, uh, by letting him close out the chapter. Quote, by correcting these displacements of osseous tissue, the tension frame of the nervous system, I claim that I am rendering obedience, adoration, and honor to the all-wise spiritual intelligence, uh, capital case, as well as service to the segmented individual portions thereof. A duty, there's those portions again, a duty I owe to both God and mankind. In accordance with this aim and end, the Constitution of the United States, nice to know he's a Constitution guy as well. Yeah, little Um, pocket Constitution on him at all times. Yeah, and the statutes personal of uh, California confer upon me and all persons of chiropractic faith the inalienable right to practice our religion, uh, which it's not a religion, by the it's way. It's not a religion. Uh, you but to practice idiot. it, we've got our right to practice our religion without restraint or hindrance. Um, so I want to I close out my bit with um, a couple of, couple of pull quotes from a letter uh, that he... Uh, wrote to some fucking person. I, I don't know. I, I don't know who this person is, but it's, it's this letter that you can go and read um, where, where it lays out the facts. Uh, quote, I occupy in chiropractic a similar position as did Mrs. Eddy in Christian Science. So there's a movement called Christian Science that sort of began a little earlier than this, um, mm. by which Mrs. Eddy was was the the like chief practitioner and um uh, and she was protected under under law is what she sort of what he's referring to. Uh, Mrs. Eddy claimed to receive her ideas from the other world, and so do I. She founded thereon a religion. So may I. Uh, I am, and this is all in upper, uppercase, the only one in chiropractic who can do so. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that just in a moment. Yay! Old Dad always has something new to give to his followers. That's him, by the way. He's, he's old dad. He's old dad. Okay. Um, 
I have much new written for another edition when this one is sold. It is, and all in uppercase, strange to me while, why every chiropractor does not want a copy of my book. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, strange to me, too. Yeah. Um, uh, he goes on to describe his interaction with the legal system. Quote, uh, you ask what I think will be the final outcome of our law getting. Uh, it will be that we will have to build a boat similar to Christian science and hoist a religious flag. I have received chiropractic from the other world, similarly as did Mrs. Eddy. No other one has la- no other one has lad claim to that. LAD is a weird kind of um, construction. Anyway, no other one has lad claim to that. Not even BJ. Not even my hated piece of shit son. Oh no! <laughs> exemption clauses instead of Cairo laws, by all means. And uppercase. Let that exemption be the right to practice our religion. Uh, this is the one that's not a religion. We also made it up. I am the Messiah, but it's not. Um, not a religion. But, but we must have a religious head. One who is the founder, as did Christ, Muhammad, Joe Smith, Mrs. Eddy, Martin Luther, and other who have founded religions. I am the fountainhead. I am the founder of chiropractic in its science, in its art, in its philosophy, and in its religious phase. Now, if chiropractors desire to claim me as their head, their leader, the way is clear. My writings have been gradually steering in that direction until now. It is time to assume that we have the same right to as has Christian scientists. Um, there's also a fun little quote in there um, in the thing. It was like, if you read the first chapter of uh, my book, The Chiropractor, um, you'll see some subtle hints towards this. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> so he's playing like 12, 12 D chess. Um <laughs> And also, the the chess pieces are also vertebrae. Um, yeah. So next time, like at some point, I'd love to talk about BJ Palmer, DD's son, possibly his murderer, uh, and the developer of chiropractic. Oh my um, god! Court, court records reflect that during a parade in Davenport in August 1913, DD was marching on foot when he was struck from behind by a car driven by BJ. He died in Los Angeles, California on October 20th, 1913. The official cause of death was typhoid fever. <laughs> Though some may believe it was the consequences of being run over by a car. Oh, my God. <laughs> the courts exonerated BJ of any responsibility for his father's death. BJ so innocent. The, so that's the, uh, that's the story of... Um, Chiropractic and what it what it says. Sorry, I th- I thought it was going to be a short one, but um, uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's a lesson a there. there. Uh, go yep. to physio. Go to a physio. Jesus Christ. Well, or I've, even um, remedial massage. Oh man, how good's remedial massage? Goddamn, it's so good. I have something slightly less batshit insane for you. Um, okay. Uh, which this was. I don't uh, know. I don't see how you how you could be less insane than that. That seemed perfectly cogent. The perfectly coherent. sane science religion of chiropractic. Uh, this is something that was sent to me by uh, George of the show, George, uh, oh. who was 100% correct that this would be uh, perfect for a, a theophile. It's so good that we had, a, um, we, had a, we had an opening for a George of the, of the show, and we've got one George. Yeah. I mean, if they hadn't and, come along. And they along, just fit right in. Yeah, I don't know what we would have done. Uh, Theo, I would like you to cast your mind back, if you can, 
uh, to mm-hmm. 7,700 years ago. Hmm. Uh, I'm picturing now, it. Yep. Picture that in your mind. Uh, now, at this time, uh, the mountain known to the local Klamath people as Jiwas collapsed due to a volcanic eruption, uh, forming what is now known as the titular Crater Lake of Crater Lake National Park. Oh, I love Crater Lake. Oh, man. It is it is spectacular. Uh, I, George and I went there um, and... I thought I had been there before, but it turns out I'd been confusing it with a different national park somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Mm. It is st- stunning. Mm. Absolutely I've not stunning. been to America yet, but I think like Pacific Northwest, checking out Crater Lake, that's a good time. Go and see some trees that are tall. Oh, man. Now, I got we're, some now big, we're talking. Big fucking trees over there. Uh, so this is located in uh, South Central Oregon, or as uh, people from Oregon would say, or Oregon. Hmm. Oregon. 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 I'm from Oregon. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, it is a partially filled caldera. Uh, mm-hmm. Love a caldera. You know, you know me, I'm a big I, caldera guy. The moment I saw that word today, actually, I was like, <laughs> fuck, Theo loves caldera. What? Well, he really you loves say that one. as if it's like weird for me to love caldera. What's well, not to love no, caldera? I don't feel that way about any of my other friends. No one else to me. <laughs> I'm like, they love a caldera so much. Uh, so it's a partially filled caldera. It has no rivers flowing in or out of it, uh, but it is entirely replenished by rain and snow, by precipitation. So mm-hmm. uh, like all of its evaporation is mm-hmm. replenished. In a cycle that takes it about 250 years to completely recycle its water through there. Oh, love a good cycle. Love a fresh caldera. Just just with the normal wets from rain and snow, not from the yeah. abnormal wets from, you know, salt water, etc. Brackish. If you're yeah, brackish, right. fuck off. <laughs> Neither here nor there. No, this is uh, clear Make as fuck. Make your mind up. Uh, it is absurdly deep. Uh, it is 594 meters deep uh, at its deepest point, uh, which is just a bit over two Titanics standing end to end. Uh, now, are we talking? Are we talking that the uh, the water is circulating, or are we talking um, anaerobic water under a certain kind of like uh, oxygenated cap of water here? That's a tremendous question, and right. I don't know. Okay, because mm. like some some um, like freshwater lakes that are fed by uh, by rain, um, as opposed to ones that are um, part of like a tributary, um, they get water on top, which is sort of like you know wind and stuff churns it up. But then at a point, all the turbulence dies out, and you get this big layer of water where there's no oxygen whatsoever. So all the heavy fish water stuff, at the bottom, yeah. all the heavy water at the bottom, and like uh, if fish like go down there, they just go whoop. And go straight up to the top, uh, kind of upside down with little X's over their eyes. So it's just H2 down there. Yeah. It's the deepest lake in the United <laughs> States. Uh, and it is the ninth deepest lake in the world, uh, which is pretty cool. It's over two times as deep as Loch Ness, which is my only reference point for deep lakes. Uh, it's really, really fucking deep. We're talking two LNs. Yes, well, maybe even two and a half, but yeah, Ooh. the standard unit of measurement. Uh, it has two islands. One is a natural rock pillar called Phantom Ship, uh, oh and God. the other 
is a cinder cone, an immense, immense cinder cone, uh, the, the peak of which stands above the top of the water, and that is called Wizard Island. Oh, my God. I, I've, dope. I have scrolled over to Wizard Island on Google Maps before and just zoomed in and out thinking about Wizard Island. I think we had a in wonderful... a volcano. <laughs> we had a two-stage journey of, like, getting up to the rim of Crater Lake pulling over and being like, holy fuck, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, like, whoa, check out that island. Looked at a sign and been like, oh, Wizard Island. Oh, that is the dopest thing to ever happen. (laughs) That is the icing on an already wonderful cake. Uh, It also has another noteworthy feature. That feature is a tree stump. Now, this this tree stump. Now, I've seen uh, tree stumps before, Ben. Yeah. I feel like that you're possibly trying to pull one over on on old uh, old Theo here, possibly with one of your lies. No, well, I'm one of your famous lies tells the truth. So I don't know why I would do that. Uh, this tree stump uh, is most likely that of a uh, a hemlock, which is a common name for a, a type of pine unrelated to the other plant of the same name. Uh, it is bleached white in color and protrudes about four feet above the waterline of the lake. Uh, there's a, about 30 feet of the tree continues going down below the waterline, mm-hmm. uh, terminating at, which you would expect, its root structure. Uh, because the water is absurdly clear, you can see straight down to where its oh, roots are. Oh, man. I love that. Uh, here's a, descri- a, description? a description of that stump made by uh, a man named Joseph Diller. In a 1902 report for the United States Geological Survey titled The Geology and Petrography of Crater Lake National Park. In 1896, a tree was found near the west shore of Wizard Island, standing erect in 37 feet of water. The trunk was broken off just above the water level and the roots at the base were seen through the clear water on the bottom as if the tree grew where it was standing. It could not be shaken from the boat, and it was evident that if the tree grew where it was standing, it proved the lake to have been much lower than now at a recent time. So, they saw the tree stump, and they drew the natural conclusion that if its roots were 30 feet below them, then the level of the lake must have been, in somewhat recent history, at least 30 feet lower, which doesn't really scan with how we understand the lake to work. The water level is relatively constant. There's... it would be hard for it to gain sufficient amounts or even lose sufficient amounts of water, you know, or to reclaim it after gaining, after losing that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, But luckily, this incongruous, you know, find that they had made uh, was sort of solved by another discovery that they made. This is continuing from the same report. Sufficient baling wire was secured to reach the shore and it was discovered that the tree had no hold upon the bottom. Mm -hmm. It had drifted from the shore of the island. In 1901, yeah, the same tree I was, was wondering whether you were talking about this tree stump. I yeah. I love this tree stump. I'm so excited. Fuck it is. Yeah. It's the uh, best. Mm. Something uh, just indescribable. Like what's the what is so appealing about this fucking this this tree? It's incredible. Go go on. Like I just there's just something so sumptuous about the entire thing. It's perfect. I think it's cuz you kind of have to wonder about the life of it. You're forced to think about this thing existing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, well, we'll get into it, I guess. Um, in July 1901, the same tree was off the north edge of the island at least one-fourth mile from its position in 1896. Owing to the steep slopes of the rim, a tree frequently slides into the water in an erect position and the lower part becomes waterlogged. It 
floats about the lake with only a few feet of the top projecting above the water and thus furnishes a spectacle curious enough to excite the imagination. Which <laughs> goddamn right. Absolutely fucking right. That's so cool that that's a relatable thing like 120 years ago to be like that's dope. Hey, cool stump and I like thinking about it. <laughs> yep. That's fun to think about. Uh, when he came back in 1901, he took a photo of it, which was the first time that the stump was photographed. Uh, and we have that photo and it looks terrifying. It's like something from an SCP. Just like the quality <laughs> of the photo is, I don't know, very spooky. Uh, in 1938, the stump still floating upright was made the subject of an inquiry by, quote, Washington, D.C. The feds want to know what's up with that stump. That's as specific as it gets. Like, I have looked around and, like, it's just, well, Washington, the boys up in Washington, D.C. want us to take a look at this. Uh, And so they did. In 1938, its movements were tracked over a period of three months uh, with the results published in a report by Ranger Naturalist Wayne E. Karchner and Park Naturalist John E. Dewar Jr. in the (laughs) 1938 volume of the magazine Crater Lake Nature Notes, which in itself is quite cool. It's a sort of, like... Uh, and it's an annual magazine that ran from, I think, 1928 until 2002. Uh, so once a year, a bunch of park rangers and stuff would write eight and eight to ten oh, articles so about cool. stuff happening in Crater Lake. And like the graphic design of it, representative of all the styles expressed in that uh. period of time. So there's some real Art Deco looking ones from the late 20s, early 30s, some beautiful ones from the 70s and 80s. It's very, very nice. Uh, marking its location 84 times from July 1st to October 1st, they discovered that sometimes uh, it absolutely books it. <laughs> During the period of observation, quote, the old man travelled a minimum of 99.9 kilometres. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, the distance between locations being measured in straight lines is indicated on the sketches. The actual distance was no, grout, no doubt greater than 99.9 kilometers. So they are just generously saying, yeah. we saw it here yesterday, we saw it here today. It must have beelined it, which is yeah, obviously we're, always we're, never true. We're assuming, well, we're measuring it as the crow flies, but it is understood that as the stump floats, yeah. uh, the distance is longer than that. As the stump meanders. Uh, the average daily travel was one kilometer. The maximum distance accomplished was 6.1 kilometers on August 6th when two observations were made, one early in the morning and the other late in the evening. So this, in the course of a day, this ghost of a tree floated around the lake six kilometers. Yeah. Which is fucking wild. And and you have to ask, does it have, do you think it has a definite position outside of these observations? Or is it only once we observe that we lock down its position we, to be we true? We collapse that waveform. That's yeah. right. Old man's stump waveform. The old man of the lake is, uh, it's very much still there today, like 120 years later. Which is such a relief to me because every fucking time you read these stories, it's like, you know, the tallest tree uh, that we knew about um, was so cool. Uh, It was like, you know, however tall, this is beautiful, big thing. Uh, And in 1962, we chopped it down to find out what was inside. Uh, It turns out it's more tree. We made uh, the White House 2 out of it and then got rid of the White House 2 because we didn't like it. it. We we already had had one. one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, park rangers that did their boat tours lake used to do their party trick where they would just jump on it. They would, like, get off the boat in the middle of the lake. And, like, so there's tons of photos of them doing that. But, obviously, it was, like, wide enough and stable enough that 
uh, you could just do that. How, which how, is, how tall did we say? 37, 37, 37 feet. feet, including the roots. So that's yeah. about 10, 11, 12, uh, 11, 11 a bit meters, right? Yeah. Um, of pine tree. You've got to imagine that thing weighs several tons. It would be enormously heavy because it has been soaking up the sucking water up for water. like 100 years. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to phase it whatsoever. No, old it's man's not going to be bothered by you jumping on his jumping on his little head there. Well, which is still kind of crazy in itself, right? Because like we, even if you don't understand the physics behind it, we sort of have an intuitive understanding of how buoyancy works. That a long, thin object will come to rest horizontally, generally, um, generally, which is yeah. because its center of mass and its center of buoyancy, its center of buoyancy is always writes itself to be. Above the center of mass or the reverse? I don't know. Some shit happens. I'm not a big boat guy like yourself, yeah. Mm. But, well, I'm not a big physics guy worked, like yourself, so. We definitely did decide on, like, the direction that boats should go, and I, I think we probably had a good reason for that. Yeah, we managed to nail that. That we didn't make them, like, straight up. But there's some there's some interplay between uh, the point that is the center of, of an object's mass uh, in total and the point that is the center of the mass of the part of something that is submerged that they tend to align in a specific way so generally very long thin objects will go on their sides yep. yada yada and that is normally what happens to logs you may have seen this in old timey things about people doing log jumping yeah. and log maybe you've seen a log yourself you might have seen a stick in the water and gone that checks out to me uh there are some theories as to why this happened. Um, here are some insights on that uh, from a 2016 CBS article. Why hasn't the old man sunk? Rocks may have once weighed down the roots, waterlogging the bottom while the sun dried out the top. But Crater Lake National Park aquatic geologist Mark Buchtenica isn't as concerned with the why. I think maybe some questions should remain unanswered, he said. <laughs> that maybe is part of the human condition to believe in a little bit of mystery and in the interconnectedness of all things. Oh, that's, where, that's where he draws the line as far as like the extent of not just uh, what we can understand, but what we should understand as humans. Yeah. Uh, None of my business, perfectly honest. The reporter here asks him back, so as a scientist, you're okay with maybe not knowing? And he replies... I'm okay with not knowing. <laughs> so that the theory that it's rocks uh, was the, th- the same theory advanced uh, by uh, Joseph Diller, the man who f- first documented seeing it. Um, but divers haven't found any rocks in there or evidence like holes left that would indicate there were rocks there at the time. So we're still not entirely certain. Um Oh, there's a fun other little sentence here from uh, Mark Buchtenica, the aquatic geologist, uh, saying that you would think that the four foot above the water would act as a little sail, but sometimes he'll move all the way across the lake against the wind. <laughs> I love that. So uh, he, lo- he, he just does what he wants. There's no, uh, you can't, you can't kind of, you're not going to be able to predict what old man does next. You can't try and nail him down. That would no. just ruin the beauty of him. Although we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so no one, we have no idea uh, for how long it has been doing its thing, but we know for a fact it's been doing it since 1896. It was the first written uh, documentation of it. We did do some preliminary carbon dating on it, uh, and it's at least 450 years old. Oh my god, I love tree, that, mm. which is wild, right? Mm. 
Uh, another interesting detail that we found out about the Old Man of the Lake is that uh, there is a type of moss growing on the Old Man of the Lake that is only otherwise found at spots at a depth of 120 metres in the lake. So, oh. that suggests that at some point in its life cycle, it was down at 120 metres. Yeah. But, like, the, the level of the sunk? lake... Yeah. Well, because it, they, the level of the lake wouldn't have been low enough for trees to have been there, like, basically in the entire thing's history, except way back at the start. Uh, so, maybe at some point it sunk, then came back up, but who fucking knows? Uh, and then one more thing that I wanted to share from uh, aquatic geologist from Crater Lake National Park in regards to the old man of the lake is from that same CBS article. In the 1980s, Booktenica was part of a submarine exploration of Crater Lake. To avoid running into the old man out in the water, they tied him up on the shore. Bad idea! <laughs> it wasn't long after he was tied up that a storm blew in, Booktenica recalled, and the surf's lake got too <laughs> yeah, rough for us yeah. to deploy and recover the submarine. When it started to snow in August, superstition got the best of the scientists. Our senior scientists went out quietly one evening and released the old man from his bondage, he said. And wouldn't you know it, the weather cleared up right afterwards. <laughs> he won't be tied down He will not be tied down in any Metaphorically sense Metaphorically or, or especially physically Yeah, especially literally He simply shan't oh. <laughs> Isn't that just fucking wonderful to think about? Yeah, like, it's so good It's just, a wholesome thing And I enjoy that everyone in the story Is also being wholesome about it as well Yeah, I think it's It's, it's just like, ah, uh, look uh, we, we put him in chains But I really don't feel right about this I was actually kind of annoyed. Cover of Nightfall. We only learned about him like after we had been there. Uh, so George was like madly scouring for photos we took of Crater Lake to see if it was visible in there, but I don't think we found any. Uh, but fuck, it's just such a cool little tidbit. Like mm. that, just with no concern or regard for human events, this incredibly unlikely thing has just yeah. been bobbing around, minding its own business. Yep. No thoughts. No ideas. Yeah, just vibes. That's so beautiful. I love that so much. Oh, what a pleasure! I think as that, always uh, concludes our episodes of the. the uh, I think so. Jesus, yeah. Conclu- concludes our episode of the Theophiles. I'm in a lot of trouble with my words hmm. lately. I don't know what's yeah. going on there. I don't think it does. I think that this concludes the episode of the Theophiles, mm. and I, I, I can certainly say that. If you know the magic question to find out which one of us always tells the truth, please uh, let us know. Um, thank you very much for listening to The Theophiles and furthermore for listening to Buena Vista. I have no idea whether this is a main or a free episode, so I... No, we're putting this one in the can. Yeah, We're we just going to rattle it around until such time as it pops out. Yeah, until when it feels good. Yeah. And then we'll bust it out. How's Finn doing? I don't think he's having a good time out there. It doesn't he's got sound some, like he's, he's having a great time. He's got some bone issues. I'm going to go on. Unsublaxes C4 Go unify him with the godhead Alright We will catch you next week Have a lovely day Bye bye Bye